Welcome to Pin the Q Productions. If you are interested in the culture of the fire service and keeping tradition alive, you have come to the right place. Now sit back and relax with your brothers and sisters and enjoy the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Q Productions, visit www.pintheq.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pin the Q Podcast. We are here at Ocean County Fire Academy, which is the EMS and Fire Training Center in Waretown, New Jersey. And I am here with Chief uh, Ray Van Martyr. Yes, sir. Who's going to talk to us a little bit about the academy, a little bit about culture, mm-hmm. um, which is something that's always on, on the forefront on my channel. And uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, about you, brother. Okay. Because that's what this show is about. It's about um, showcasing firefighters and uh, what they bring to the table and what they've done, accomplished, that type of thing. Um, so uh, first and foremost, why don't you say hello to our guests? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's that's exactly what I expected, and uh, that, that's a great way to start the show. Outstanding. Um, so we are here at the Fire Training Academy. Yes, sir. One, I'd like to thank you for inviting me. Uh, Frank, you're so welcome, and thank you for taking the time outside with the recruits today. It was uh, it was cool to watch. It was fun. You know, it was fun for us, too. You know, and I, I brought my, my boy, uh, Ray, another Ray, not you, yes. Ray. I'm not talking to the third party. Um, we uh, brought my my buddy Ray Tremier with us, um, who uh, obviously was on episode yes. six, and uh, he's been wanting to help out. So Ray, thank you, brother, for uh, for coming aboard and helping out with this episode. Yes. So Ray and I got an opportunity to go outside and and talk to some of the recruits, mm-hmm. and um, I have to tell you, I'm I'm pretty impressed. You know these okay <laughs> these these kids uh, they they impressed me, and it was funny off camera. Uh, Ray and I were speaking the other Ray. And uh, we both had said, "Wow, they, you know, these—they're pretty good for four months in, and they—they they seem like they're getting it." They—they um, they, all the classes do tend to get it at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think they were on their best behavior today. Too, well, that might so. be too. Whenever uh, there's a camera for, for a couple different levels, there's cameras. Yeah, they, yeah. they know they're getting graded for right. uh, for their practical skills part of them anyway today. So. And um, and that's another thing I should mention is that uh, today was a test day for them, so they were yeah. they are being they are being tested. Um, but what I did notice about them is they seem to be meshing well together. It seems like they have that bond. They do. You know, and that, they do. that I did notice, you know, and that, that you can't fake. I, I agree with that. And I think that's twofold. A, they've spent so much time together so far. Right. Uh, and that certainly uh, pulls them together. Um, in the second class that they have in our academy is a Saturday. And uh, we do a team building day with them. Um, that I don't think anybody else is doing, but we do some team building skills. So they, uh, you know, they walk in as 25 or 30 students that don't know each other from different fire companies. Right, right. And it, it's kind of like an icebreaker kind of thing. One of the instructors came up with the idea, and it's it's worked well. Yeah. I, I watched the classes mold together a whole lot quicker than they ever did before. And so that's you, nice. You contributed to that? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. In fact, the first class we did it uh, was about halfway through, and. Uh, when, at the end of the class, we usually ask the instructor or the students, um, you know, what they liked, what they didn't like, that kind of stuff, things that we could improve. Uh, and that group came back to us and said the team building was one of the most important ones they did, but they thought it should be early on in the program. Oh, good. So we listened to that, and we yeah. made it the second class. You know, you're a little progressive when you're listening to the recruits and what they have to say, and you're, and you're actually building into the program. That, that says a lot, you know. Yeah. I think we need to, obviously, yeah. you know, they're a lot, most of them are a lot younger than I am. All of them are a lot younger than I am. Um, and we probably learn different than, than they do. Right. So we need to take some of their, some of their things. You and, know? And Sometimes looking at it with a fresh eye is yeah. a good thing, brother. Yeah, especially when, you know, especially when you have some time on. Speaking of which, uh, Ray has 36 years in the fire service. So yeah. um, that's a lot of time and that's a lot of ded- dedication and that's a lot of devotion. I think that that gets lost sometimes in translation when people think about the fire service and, you know, oh, they got 25 years, they got 10 years. All those years are dedication and you're driven. And obviously you keep, you keep doing it, so you're driven. There's no question. The fire service is my love. There's no question in my mind there. That's great. I am, I am truly blessed to, to be able to do what I do on a daily basis. Well, I really am. Well, like I start every episode, this is uh, episode 19. I'd like to start by asking you, Ray, how did you get involved in firefighting? 
I grew up in a firehouse. My dad was a, was a member of Eastover. Um, I think he was a life member of Colt Snick okay. long before I was born and thought about. Um, but I grew up in Eastover's firehouse, you know. Uh, and when I became 14, I joined uh, Tom's River Number 1, had a, an explorer program at the time. Oh, good. And uh, my dad got me involved in that. And uh, I've been hooked since then. You know, at 18, I joined Company 2 in Tom's River. And then I was lucky enough to, to get hired in, uh, in Jackson Township. Uh, actually, before that, I worked for the VA uh, in Somerville for okay. about six months. Right, right. And then Jackson offered me a spot, and I went there, um, took some classes on fire investigations, decided that, that um, investigations was something I wanted to get involved in. Opening came up in the fire marshal's office. I applied, and uh, I was lucky enough to get chosen. And you've been here ever since? Yeah, in 1989, I started with the fire marshal's wow. office. Yeah, so you and, have some time invested yeah, in here. Starting huh? my 30th year, August and, this year. And you're currently the director at the academy here? I, we don't use the title director, but okay. yeah, I'm the guy in charge of all the fire training. Uh, okay. The title is uh, fire marshal slash fire training coordinator. Okay, so you're a fire coordinator here at the academy. Training coordinator. Training coordinator. Sir. Okay, good. So take me back a minute. We're going to go back mm -hmm. to memory lane a minute. Absolutely. Um, you talked about being a fire explorer, or fire, a junior member, right? Yes, sir. What was that like then? Because I know what it was like when I started, 88. Yeah. And, and it's it, light years different now, so. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good times for me. I mean, growing up in the firehouse, watching, watching my dad get on the truck and go out the door, um, it lit that fire in me that that's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Uh, and when I was able to put a set of turnout gear on and actually go to drills and do some stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that great feeling, right? Oh, it's oh, the greatest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started in, uh, in Beachwood, same thing, man. The first time you put that turnout coat on, you, yeah. you actually felt like important. You know, you felt like you, you made it. You, you know what, Frank? Truth be told, I still get that feeling when I get to put turnout gear on. So do I, and you should. I just love doing that. And yeah. I know my days are numbered, you know. I mean, let's face it, I'm not going to be able to do it forever. Right. Um, so I, I, I almost think I appreciate it more right now because I know I'm not going to be doing this 20 years from now. So you got here um, in at the fire academy. So while you were at the, I'm sorry, while you're at the fire marshal office, you're still mm -hmm. obviously volunteering, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you stayed active with that throughout. Uh, yeah, different departments. I moved from Tom's River to Stafford, and I was a member of Stafford for a while. Made it up to captain in Stafford. Okay. Uh, and I'm a member of Barnegat right now. Okay. So uh, being in different organizations, mm -hmm. what what would you say uh, was your most challenging role in in all of those positions you've held thus far? My my first year as lieutenant in Tom's River was tough for me. Um, I, I I was lucky enough to make lieutenant the first year I was eligible. Okay. Uh, in retrospect, I wish I hadn't run for office when I did. Everyone I, says I that. thought I was ready. Right. I I like to hope that uh, uh, Chief Novak and and a couple of the other guys that I was behind. I hope they I think they thought I did a good job. Uh, I wish I had taken a couple more years because I certainly could have done a much better job now you know but but i think we all feel that you know uh when we first start out you never you know looking back always you're always thinking oh i could have did this better or that better but at the time you're just kind of doing what you you're, you think you're doing yeah you know? it's it's amazing as we get older and get a little mature we uh we learned that we didn't know as much as we thought we knew when we were younger, right, brother? Yeah, yeah, that's I, true. I, I was I was kind of a cocky younger guy. I think I, I like to think I had some skills and I was a decent firefighter. I think I could have probably been a better officer in the beginning. I, I really do. Well, being able to to say that means something because some some people can't you know swallow their pride and, and admit admit those things. So it's good that you that you uh, are saying that. Um, back when you were an officer, lieutenant. Mm -hmm. Tell me what that was like for uh, trying to motivate and lead other firefighters at a young age. It, in the volunteer service, um, well, I don't know that it's any different in a career firehouse. I mean, I've worked in career firehouses. Um, being, being a young lieutenant, um, you're, you get buy-in from the guys your age. Um, when you're trying to uh, talk to and give orders and, and get buy-in from the guys that have been there 25 or 30 years, me now. Right, right. Um, that, was, that was difficult. Some of those guys appreciated you, and uh, as you well know, some of them are really tough on you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that, that was difficult for me with, with the different generations there. That was, that was, that was tough.
And, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to tell me your favorite position was captain because that's what everyone tells me. Absolutely. You know, it, Absolutely. Literally, everyone I asked says the yep. same thing. Captain was the best position. Absolutely. You get to get inside. You get to work. Um, you're not the lowest level. Right. You're still riding the truck every day with the guys. Um, those were good days, man. Yeah, the, being the captain. couple times I've been captain, they were good times. I was I made it up to assistant chief in Tom's River, um, so I, I went through captain there, and then in Stafford, I, I was captain for a couple years. Um, those were probably the best years. What was your busiest house? Tom's River was the busiest. Um, that was company one or company two? Company two. I okay. was in company two. Um, when I left there, I think we were running about 700 or 750 calls a year. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. So Stafford was kind of relaxing for me when I moved down there. Yeah, uh, it's not anymore. It was, while it was busy, <laughs> uh, it was a little bit of a back step for me where I got to be home a couple nights here and there. Right, and right, right. You know. Because there's a, it's a tremendous uh, obligation, if no you question. will. I mean, there's a lot of, it's a commitment. No question. It's a commitment. You know, when you join the fire service, is that something you tell these, vol- these uh, recruits? Uh, yeah, when it when it comes up, I mean, we talk to them the first night is our orientation night where we have to fill out all the state paperwork and all that kind of stuff and tell them what to expect throughout the program. Correct. Um, but yeah, we we talk to them uh, about how your family joined the fire company, not just you. Um, oh, yeah. We definitely talk to them at graduation on that. I I almost always try and thank the the, uh, the relatives that are here to watch them graduate. Uh, to thank them for giving us their family members for the for the six months or so, that they're a big part of it. Oh, they're, yeah. yeah. Without the yeah. family support, you're not you're not going to be able to do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Not in the volunteer side of things. So, when, bring me back to the uh, the fire academy. So, sure. Or, I'm sorry, the fire marshal's office. Excuse uh-huh. me. When you get into the fire marshal's office, you said the investigative part kind of intrigued you. Uh, that's the reason I wanted to become a fire marshal was to do fire investigations. Little did I know that most of my time was going to be spent doing inspections. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know that happens. Absolutely, that's part, that's of, it, part right? of it, and I, I, I enjoyed that as well. So, tell me what the fire marshals was like when you first joined, when you first got hired, rather. What was it like for you? It was, it was different for me because I, I, while I had gone through the class and gotten my inspector certification, um, I had never done an inspection, um, and and Mulligan was actually really cool to, to pick me up with zero experience. He saw something, I guess. Oh, that's um, good. That he that he liked. I guess, I'm guessing. I don't know. I've never talked to Dan about that. Um, it, it was good times, man. Learning, learning, doing inspections, getting out there, um, and doing investigations, which was really what I wanted to do. Right. Um, those were good days. What What was it like working with Biggs uh, when you first got there? You know what? I have a good story for you there, and I'll make it really quick for you. But the first fire investigation that I remember doing was on Route 9 in Lacey Township. It was a, a little food establishment. I think it was called the Hungry Hot Dog. And uh, Bigger had been out the night before, burned overnight, and he called me in the morning to have me come out and help him. And I walked in with him and uh, John Mount, who was okay. chief in Tom's yeah, River, yeah. number one. Another great guy. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, top notch. Uh, John is great people yeah. as well. Um, but I walked into this place, and, and, and John and, and, and Bigger both walk into the building, and I walk in behind them, and the, the two of them kind of look around the building, and, and they go, oh, start it right over there in the corner. It's like, how did you come up with that? Like, everything's pitch black in here. How did you come up with that? And then, you know, fast forward six, eight months later, I was out doing a job, and Bigger came in, and he asked me what I thought. And I was like, I think it's right over here. Kind of gave me the wink and a nod. So, um, yeah, yeah, those were good days, brother. There's there's something about Biggs, man. He, he, he just has that way to make you feel like a million dollars when you're around him. Yeah, yeah. When you spend time with Bigger, he, um, he just comes across... He, he's genuine 100% uh, of the time. There's no question. He's yeah, genuine. Yeah. No, he's, he's um, good. Uh, listen, I have one son, and Bigger is my one son's godfather. So you know what I think of Ed Hazel. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. he, I, he's just a great man yeah. all the way around. He's a great family man. He's a good firefighter. He was a good yeah. chief. Huge heart. Absolutely. Huge heart. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't always see eye to eye with him, um, but I have the utmost respect for Ed Hazel. And you know what? We're not always going to see eye to eye. I mean, that's anybody, part of it. Hey, listen, anybody who knows firefighting and what this dysfunctional family is really all about. <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, we, we do. We do run into those occasions when we have to butt heads a little bit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're here for each other. Absolutely. I, I really believe that. And I see it. I see it all the time. Yeah. So the investigative part was cool. And then the investigate, and then, in, you know, when you have inspections, that's kind of like the bag, right? Uh-huh. That's insp- so how is it different now? Than when it fir- when you first started at the fire marshal's office, is it different? 
obviously all the towns have changed that they do inspections in. For me, it's it's a totally different animal. Okay. Um, I'm assigned here to the fire academy full time, uh, so I don't get out to do inspections ever. Right. Uh, every once in a while, I can help them out with permits. Uh, I end up still doing fireworks because. But, but this is so this is a big this is a big deal though. This is a lot going on it, here. Yeah, it's a full time gig. Yeah. There's no question yeah. about it. I mean, we have some downtime. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's a full time job here. So you get so fast forward. You get you get put here at the academy. Mm-hmm. Was this something you requested or something you got assigned? I got assigned. Okay. Uh, Two thousand two. I got I got put here. Um, what was your original uh, reaction coming here? It was an uncomfortable time when I got put here. Um, the, the the person that was here ahead of me got taken out, uh, and I got put in. Gotcha. And while I did some training, I taught in the academy classes prior to that. Um, I had some shoes to fill of other people that held the position prior to me. Gotcha. Um, and originally, it was supposed to be like a six-month kind of thing, and then we evaluate it and see where we went from there. And uh, at six months, we did that, and... Uh, Dan and Jerry Holman, who was the uh, the facility director at the time, asked me if I was willing to stay and do another six months, and we review it again. And uh, I don't think we've ever had that <laughs> review yet. So, <laughs> are you uh, are you glad you did it? Looking back, a- absolutely. Yeah, this is a great place to be. Um, as a fireman, we get to we can go out and light a fire whenever we want to fight fire. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I've I've grown to love the position. I I truly do, and it's it, it's weird hours, and you know you're working nights and weekends and all, all that stuff. But uh, it it is cool to touch the younger generation and sit there and and I mean you saw the recruits yeah, outside, yeah. man. Um, that that's that's what keeps me going. And, and that's that's what I'm getting at. So you you come here, you're put in this position, and now you're gonna help cultivate and motivate and train these new firefighters coming through this door. Scary, right? Tell me what it's like. <laughs> Tell me what it's like when you're uh, when you're you're the man here, right? And you got these young kids coming in, mm-hmm. wide-eyed, have no clue. Yeah. Right? And they're sitting in those chairs. Explain to our viewers, you know, because we do have some some people watching our firefighters. Sure. Absolutely. Um, explain to them how um, important that responsibility is for these instructors here at the fire academy yeah. and for you. To get across to these these young firefighters, how important is that? It, it's extremely important. Um, you you got to understand the amount of time that they need to put in. Um, it, it, it's it's probably close to 250 or so hours in our recruit class. Um, that, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, try try and take the time out of your day to be able to do that. Right. Uh, our class runs two nights a week, and almost every Saturday. So, for six months, they're giving up two nights a week every Saturday, pretty much, to be here. Um, so it, it, you, I try and be a mentor to the students. Um, I try not to be super friendly with them, not because I don't like them, um, but they need to find their own way. Yeah, there so has we, to be some type of discipline. There has to be. Yeah. A regimen, a discipline, there has to be. I, I believe that. Especially on the fire ground, you know. Oh. If, if you can't handle the academy aspect of what's going on in a controlled environment... Yeah, you're not going to make it on the grounds. Right. No, I agree with that. And, and the other brothers and sisters their lives depend on that absolutely um, you know so so what do you do when you know when you're in that position and the instructors are trying to work with someone and trying to work with someone and it's just not clicking what do you do what's the challenge the the, the instructors will normally the ones they'll they'll come to me and say hey listen you know we're having a problem with this student perhaps or just not getting it kind of thing um if it comes to that, then I usually sit them down and try and have a word with them. Um, not really have I ever really tossed anybody out. Almost all of our people, they, they figure it out on their own and drop. Right, and they, they um, just bail out. For various reasons. You know, uh, work schedule doesn't work for them. Um, I've had a couple people that, it, that have, have not successfully made the program and come back in in the next class or the class after, and something changed in them during that time. You know, and, and we've watched some of them rock it out, um, which is pretty cool to see too. What what's the uh, what's the rewarding part about being an instructor at the fire academy for you, for Ray? For, for me, um, because I've been here as long as I have, I, I now have um, several people that went through my recruit class as recruits um, that have just become fire chiefs, and 
that's that's one of those things that just blew me away when I saw the first guy get sworn in as chief of his department that I taught him in Fire One. Yeah, um, that's exciting. That, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, sure. Me. Yeah, and a couple of them are instructors here now, right? Uh, which is even cooler. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. That you, it, it is a cool thing when you watch them come up through the ranks when you see them become lieutenants and captains. And but the couple that have made chief, yeah, to me that's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's like a feather in your cap. You were part of that. Absolutely. You, you know, you can say you can sit back and say, "Hey, I was part of that." You know, and. Uh, a small part of it, but a part of it nonetheless, yeah. But a part of it, right. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And one of the things you're doing here at the Academy, which I definitely want you to talk about, is uh, explain explain to uh, our viewers what you're doing with the line of duty deaths on the fire, with firefighters here at the Academy. All right. We do a line of duty death project with the, with the students. Um, it's something I picked up from, uh, from an instructor from, I think it was Hanover, Virginia, when I went to FDIC one year. Um, and for several years, we would give, uh, we'd break the class up geographically, um, so they had to do it outside of the class hours. Um, and we'd give them a firefighter's name, the date of their, uh, the date of their death, the the, uh, the fire department they belonged to. And we made the students go out with very simple rules. They they weren't allowed to contact the fire department that the firefighter came from. Okay. They were not able to contact anybody from the family because we don't want to open up any wounds. Sure. sure. It, both of the families, both at the firehouse and at home. Okay. Um, we researched all those firefighters to make sure there was information out there. Uh, and then the students were required to come back as a group and present to uh, the instructors and the other students. Uh, 10 to 15 minute presentation on the firefighter, how they died, and perhaps things that we could do to prevent that type of fatality from happening again. And we made sure that at least one of them was a heart attack. Okay. Um, one of them was uh, struck by a vehicle. Um, some of them inside burning buildings. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very cool thing. Uh, and, and it also ties in and it gives them one more thing that, that wasn't intended for me. Um, but we watch the students have a little bit of a different attitude towards the instructors once they have to stand up and f talk in front of 30 or 40 people. It's not easy. It, it's not an easy yeah, task. Not easy. It becomes easier the more you do it. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, when they when when they say, well, it wasn't easy, like I, I thought this was going to be a piece of cake. Did you ever have any of the recruits do that and then see an emotional yeah. side of that, of, yeah. their, of their research? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, you watch a couple of them, they just have a totally different attitude, like, I didn't know this could happen kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. let's face it, for some sometimes really bad things happen to really good people. Sure. You yeah, know? sometimes you can be doing everything right and it just that's what happens, you know. I, was, I guess it was meant to be that right. day, sadly. Yeah, um, certainly. But you know. I'm I'm a firm believer like I'm a, I'm a guy that looked at reads line of duty deaths on a on a regular basis when they're released. I I make sure I read them. I don't think that that firefighter should ever die in vain. Um, if we can pick something up out of that and prevent that type of a, of a fatality in the future, that's important to me. So the recruits kind of got that when right. they started doing it. It was it was really pretty impressive to watch it. How 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 important is it for uh, for these recruits to understand the commitment that it's going to take to graduate this academy? I mean, is that something you have to like really emphasize to them, or did they figure that out on their own? We talk about it on the first night or two. Um, they pick up pretty quickly yeah. that that it's a huge commitment that you're making to go through this many hours and to go out and do the hands-on what they're doing outside. Historically speaking, when are you losing the most recruits? When are they washing out? Usually within about the first month. First month? Yeah. It, it may go a little longer, um, but usually about the first month. Um, we, we drop if, – if we start with 30, 35 students – Historically, you're probably not going to graduate that whole group. You're going to you're going to lose five to seven. All right, I'm going to throw a tough question at you, right? I'm going to I'm going to throw one at you. I'm I'm ready, brother. All right. So, uh, I, look, I like to keep this real, right? So, how challenging challenging it? it? Maybe it isn't a challenge. I don't know, but is it challenging now with the new generation of firefighters? Um, because look, you know, I'm looking at Ray. I'm looking at you. When when we started doing this. Yeah. When you were told to do something, you did it. You just you just did it. There was no question, you just did it. Uh -huh. I mean, uh Ray's uh, father was on the job FDNY, I can guarantee when they told him to do something, he just did it. So, yeah. he's he's nodding. So, Uh-huh. Um today it's a little different. Yes, it is. So, how is it that guys like us how do we adjust to accommodate the new 
to new firefighter? That's a good question. Uh, I, right, because I, it, I don't it, know. I don't know. Um, I, I I always just kind of sit back and and I try and put myself in their shoes. I try to remember what it was like when I went through Fire One. I get frustrated some days when they're not the guys that want to volunteer to do things first. Um, that they're happy to be 70, 80% as opposed to 100%. Um, Man, you just hit the nail on the head. If, if What's, what what's the passing grade? You need a 70 on the state exam okay. to pass. So Which, the, the, when you put it in perspective, that means out of 100 times in a life and death situation, you can be wrong 30. That's how I look at it. And that's how I try and motivate the students that I tell them that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to crawl down with the, hall, the hallway with the guy that got the 70. I'll take that 95 every time. Are you starting to see that more of the recruits now coming in are okay with that 75, 80? Or are you, or, or hap, or, or are you seeing a trend? Is it, is it switch? Is the pendulum changing or what? You get, you get some classes where they absolutely, everybody in the class or damn close to it gets it. Um, you have other classes where 75 is good. You yeah. know, to yeah. me, that's frustrating. It is and, frustrating. And we do yeah. our best as instructors to try and motivate them and get buy-in from them that, you know, when you really look at it in that perspective, like, I don't want to crawl down the hallway with the 70 guy. Absolutely um, not. Yeah, absolutely not. I think it's the perspective that you put it in for them to realize it. Usually by the time they graduate, most of them, most of them get it. Good. Some, some people are going to be members. Other people are going to be firefighters. <laughs> that's a really good... <laughs> That's a really good way to put it, man, because you're absolutely right. You can, you know, in some places, maybe you can skate by. Yeah. You could just be a number and skate by and do the minimums. Yeah. But uh, the guy and girl that's doing the minimums, I don't want them near me. I mean, you know, listen, I want the one that comes in. Maybe they're not the best firefighter, but if they're giving you 110% of what they have, Uh and maybe they're not great. And taking constructive criticism and correcting their mistakes. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the guy that's I want to crawl. That's the person we can mold. Yeah, that's the person I want. You know, and and I'll tell you this. Um, what I liked is not only what I saw today. Okay. With the and and look, I, I get it. You know, there's cameras in their face, so they're you're not going to do exactly everything you normally do. I, I get a lot, but I've been here on other other training when I had no camera and I was just yeah. here, just part of the training, um, and I didn't really see any waver in the instructors i saw the same type of instruction that i saw when i wasn't here yeah. in this capacity i agree uh, you i'm really impressed with the the academy staff i mean whatever you whatever the academy's doing to to mold the type of instructors you're having it's working because i, I see it i see it out there they're engaged yeah they're they're passionate about what they're doing you, you don't see a lot of frustration you see a lot of motivating yeah, I, you know, I saw that today, and, and Ray and I were talking about that too. They're, they're like kind of with them, you know, like right in their face, going, "All right, listen, slow down, yeah. think about what you're doing." And it's not like, "Well, hey, you're, you know, you're an idiot, you know, you're a moron." You, you're not seeing that. You're seeing where, we're, and I know that happens at times, but on occasion. But I'm seeing that, um, you know, that that wanting to make sure that they know what you're trying to teach them. You know what I mean? And this was four months in. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, you know what? That says something. I'll just take a minute and talk about my instructors, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, you know, we're kind of, I guess, like a combination department. I'm, I'm here full time. This is my career. I have uh, 10, started with 12, but we got to replace two guys who, who uh, had to move on. Um, 10, 12 part-time guys, uh, part-time fire marshals um, that are here predominantly to do training. Okay. And then uh, we still have guys that come out and volunteer, and you met a couple of them out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not anything that I'm doing, clearly. Um, it, it, we just are lucky to get guys that have a love for the fire service. I think most of us look at other instructors and try and pick what we thought was good things that they did. Um, I'm not one that yells a whole lot on the fire ground. I, I don't believe in it. I think when I raise my voice, I ought to get attention. Um, so talking to them and trying to be nicer to them, uh, not that we're trying to be that kinder, gentler fire to, fire right. academy by right. any you means. You need that discipline. But yeah. some, t- yeah, they have to have discipline. But I don't have to treat you badly to get you to, to exactly. do what I exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm I'm absolutely blessed with the staff that I have. Both both the guys that get paid and the guys that are volunteer. They they um they get buy in across the board. They're they're people that can motivate the students. Um, different people bring different things to the table. Um, but I am, I am, I, I wouldn't change the bodies that I have 
one bit. I have some great friends that are teachers here, uh, some great firefighters that teach here. And, uh, yeah, they all just come across with the right attitude. They do. At least I think they do. They and, do. And I think we get buy-in across the board because, listen, while I'm the guy that's here full-time and I guess technically the, the guy in charge, um, I, I don't look at myself as that guy. I'm an instructor just like they are. And we let them take the leads on some programs or some days. Yeah. Um, and I do what they tell me to do. Um, and and it, it seems to be working for us. When, when I walk around out there and I see guys like Kenny Balfrey. Yep. You know, Jay Sonnefeld. Yes. I mean, these, and, and not not to say the other ones aren't great too. They're, mm-hmm. they're, I, everyone I saw, honestly, Every I could tell you. Every one of them are good people. And, and you know I wouldn't, I would tell you. I know you would. <laughs> I, I respect I gotta, it. I, I got to tell you, they're, they're good. And, uh, but those guys, when you got guys like that, you know, I watch, I watch Kenny sitting over here going over these packs with these kids. Yeah. And he's like, stop. Right? Now, this was four months. He could be like, yeah, that's... That's good. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. He could just get through today. No problem. Absolutely. But, he, but, but he's taking the time at every single recruit, and I was watching, you know, and there's no waiver. He Trying to jog their memory so they yeah. so they come up with the right answer. Right. We're never going to give them the right answer, but right. they got to figure it out. You know, and I seen him put a little bit of stress on them. You know what I mean? And that's good. You need, you yeah. need to have that. And then I watch Jay out there. I mean, yeah. Ray couldn't have said it any better, man. Salt of the earth. Yep. Jay Sonfeld. Jay's on. one of my best friends oh, in the world. Oh, my God. He really is. He... Kenny too. All of those guys are yeah, good they, friends. They get it. These yeah, they guys, do. These guys are getting it, and, and you know, you're fortunate to have these kind of guys here at this academy. And you know, these recruits, yeah, don't even realize it now, but they will. They will down the road. They're going to they realize will. that they have that type of leadership yeah. and that type of. Uh, I got to tell you, it's it's a little scary to me to think that that uh, we are are the you know the Gus Fortes and Spike Barons from when I went through Fire yeah. One. Yeah. Um, I, I, I listened to John Novak, Chief Novak, say the same thing to me. It's like, and this is what he said. He goes, those guys were, you know, yeah. and now we're here. Gus Forte was, was my biggest mentor in the fire department when I joined Tom Zerber. I was a young kid. Um, Gus took me under his wing and pointed me in the right direction. Um, Spike Barron, who's, who's passed on, as well as Gus. Um, just some really good people yeah. that, that I hopefully learned good habits from. I like to hope I have. Well, actually, it led me to one of my, my one of my questions: When uh, who that was your mentor then, Gus? Would you say it was your mentor in the fire service? My biggest mentor in the fire service, yeah, be, behind my dad, Gus Forte. Yeah, Gus Forte. We we heard all of his bad jokes probably two or three hundred <laughs> times over. Um, we could rattle them off for you. Yeah. Um, but Gus, you know, he he was district chief for a long time. He was a company chief. He was a career chief out at Navy Lakers Fire Department. Um, he commanded, he commanded your respect, yeah. but he earned your respect as easily. So That's yeah, good. Gus was definitely him and Spike Barron are probably the two biggest guys in the fire service that moved me forward. That's good. Uh, Mike it? Davenport. Oh, Mikey, man. Mike Davenport. Yeah. On a different level, but Michael Davenport. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me uh, about Mike. I was heartbroken when Mike passed. Um, Mike was just. Well, you knew Mike. Mike was yeah. just Mike. He was he was a friend. He was a hard worker. Um, he had a love for the emergency services that that if I didn't have the love for it, meeting Mike, you'd get it. Yeah, you know, it was um, contagious with Mike. It was absolutely contagious. Yeah, and I've had some, you know, going to meetings uh, and and taking rides in a car with Mike was just as adventurous as <laughs> as pulling a hose down a hallway with Mike. Yeah, Brian you know, Gabriel told a funny story, man, about the, the heated seats. Turning the heat on in the seats. <laughs> Mike <laughs> thought he was getting the flu. Yeah, it's so, man. Is it, but th- that's, you know, that's the good stuff, man. Those Absolutely. are the fun stories, you know. And Absolutely. When Mike passed, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I, I wasn't close with Mike. I knew him. I respected him. Yeah. I've seen him in action. Uh, so I always had a respect for him. But um, I wasn't fortunate enough, like you guys, that yeah. actually knew him and would be able to be part of his life, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's tough. It's tough to see those guys go. It, it, yeah, there's a couple that have hurt. Mike was one of them. Yeah. Mike was one of them. Who else comes to mind for you? Uh, Gus Forte yeah. and, and Spike Barron, those two guys I mentioned. Right, right. Um, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's tough, it, it it's tough, tough when you I, lose guys, man. It, it it's, is, it's difficult, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. But but you know what? If you continue to do the right thing and, and you're doing the right thing for these recruits, it's almost like you're giving Gus back. You're giving something back to Gus. So, and Spike. Part of those guys live on with us. Yeah. So I like to hope that we're including that we're the keeping, bad jokes. Oh, well, yeah, I still tell a bad joke every now and again. <laughs> Truth be told. <laughs> so um, again, for some of these viewers that aren't uh, firefighters, mm-hmm. 
tell us how it's different when you have a recruit class and then you have an in-service class, when you have to teach. How different is that? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a different mindset when you walk in. Sure. Um, the recruits is constantly trying to motivate them and get them to understand that this is where we need to be. Right. And, and that there's building blocks throughout the program. Um, yeah, and you gotta you gotta kind of turn it around a little bit when you're guys bringing guys in to do a search and rescue class or uh, you know whatever an elevator rescue class or hundred classes that we teach. You gotta you gotta change the the switch a little bit. That these guys are already here, they've already made it through. Right. Most of them are motivated enough that they're coming back, which is a win for us. Um, yeah, it takes it takes a little bit of a change to move on. What do you do with that one uh, that one guy or girl that comes in mm-hmm. and they're just not. They're there physically, but they're not there mentally. And they're there for an in-service class. I mean, because they're not recruits, yeah. right? Um, they're firefighters. So what, what is it that you, you think you can do or say to them Listen, we if try, you had the opportunity? As instructors, you try and get their attention. And, and if it's like a classroom class, I may direct some attention to you. Um, every time you look up, I'm going to be making eye contact with you. Hopefully, they get a little more buy-in for you. Right, right. Ask a couple questions to get them to pull in. Um, on the hands-on stuff, if they're going to work, they're going to work, yeah. you know? And if yeah. not, then time to go home. And, and one of the really important uh, and exciting things for me to hear, uh, when we, we spoke af- off camera before you told me about um, Dennis Allen. Yes. He's got uh, a class he's doing now for you guys at the Fire yeah. Academy. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Tell our guests what that's about. Uh, Dennis put a, together a class for emergency responders more firefighters because that's what what we do is the fire service but it's meant for everybody please fire an ems um on on firefighter suicide um and dennis put together what i thought was one of the best best classes that i've taken really moving um and and ray brought it up you know in, in his podcast um dennis saw that um, Dennis was already working on the program, as you know. That motivated Dennis to, to finish it up rapidly yeah. and get it out there. Um, he's offered it three times so far in a couple months. Tell me, tell me your experience in sitting through that class. It, it was mind blowing. I, I mean, I, I had a background in it. I kind of understood it, um, and, and I don't want to give anything away. No, so no. when you take the right. class, take the class. Yeah, take the class. Yeah. Um, but Dennis will hook you. I promise. Uh, he will hook you. He, he has some good references on things that, that we can do. Um, how, how we as, as our brothers and sisters um, relate to each other right. and try and motivate people. Um, it, it, it was probably one of the best classes, quite honestly, that I've taken in a long time. And, and you've been doing this 36 years? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that yeah. says something. Right? It, it, I mean, that, yeah, there, there, yeah. You know, there was one side of you that, that says... Listen, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but um, right. you don't think that as an academy uh, teaching a, a suicide prevention class is, is we want to pull hose and, and do right. things. Um, but obviously that's extremely important. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if there's anything I've learned being here is that just because it isn't my idea doesn't mean it's not a good idea. So when the guys come to me with an idea for a class... I've I learned to give it a shot. I will, I will tell you that the team building class we talked about, um, Mike King was the guy that started that for us. Okay. Um, Mike teaches for the uh, for the court systems, and he came to me a couple times saying, "I, I really think we could do this team building thing. I, I really think it's, it's Fortune 500 stuff. Man. Yeah. We're, we're fire. <laughs> That's like so. someone someone falling from a log and then someone has to catch him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and Mike kept. To his credit, Mike kept coming to me with it. Right. And finally, and I've told Mike this, so this isn't a surprise. I finally yeah. said, all right, let, let's just give it a shot. You'll realize it's not going to work. Right. We're done. Right. It turned out to be a great program. Learning experience yeah. for me. But had you not at least given it a shot. We wouldn't have known. You wouldn't know. So, so at least you're doing that. I, I'm a believer in that now. We'll give it a shot. You know, right. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we tried. We'll move on to another subject. Yeah. Yeah. So... The, the academy that does the uh, the gra- graduation time, right? It's graduation mm-hmm. time. How how powerful is it for you to sit back and, and see these kids that came through that door all wide-eyed, not knowing what yeah. to expect, and now they're graduating? I think that's one of the things that keeps us as instructors motivated, that we watch them walk in the first day 
the majority of them not knowing anything about the fire service. Right, because not everybody comes from firefighter family. I mean, I, I talked exactly. to some of the recruits that this is their first generation. It's their first shot, yeah. yeah. So they, they have a want to do it, but they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And you watch them when they graduate, and uh, we do a little pre-graduation thing where we don't teach them how to march or anything, but we, we make sure that they're all sitting with their hands on their on their knees and stuff so they're not grabbing their crotch. Uh, <laughs> And it's really cool when you have when you have parents come up to you and go, "How did you get them to do that?" Because I couldn't get them to clean their room. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So those are good feelings. I know all about that. Yeah, right. Ugh. Those are those are good things. Those yeah. are the things that I think keep us as instructors motivated. When, yeah. when you watch them over a six month time go from not knowing anything and, and not getting our stuff, so yes, to, to getting it, that that's that's a motivational thing for us. Right, right. It is for me. That's cool, man, and that's that's like I said, that's the fun part about seeing what they what they've accomplished. Yeah, and now they're graduating, right? They're walking yeah. out here with, with a certificate. Uh, many certificates, but have, yes. Have you had uh, any of them come back to you later afterwards, after they've been on a call or if they've been on yeah. on an incident and reflect on it to you? Yeah, um, some of them when I'm on the job, you know, you get out there and they'll come over and talk to you and tell you cool things right um i've had i've had a handful of, of students take the time uh, rob luft who's who's a he was assistant chief in surf city and, he, and he's a career guy in cherry hill now um about the four or five year mark rob luft wrote me this handwritten letter um telling me what a great what a great experience it was at the academy and uh then went on to kind of blow my head up telling me that you know he's in college now and blah 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 and i was probably one of the best instructors he ever had and i I don't know. I yeah, don't but know. that letter. I don't know that that's factual, but it meant something to me. Well, he took the time to write the letter. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, and I've had that happen a couple times. So that that's that's a pretty cool thing. You yeah. Know? When they take the time to come to you and talk to you, that keeps you motivated as well. So is that what keeps you coming here? Is that what keeps you saying, "Now nah, I'm not gonna hit the button yet. I'm not ready to go." Yeah, I'm not ready to go yet. Yeah. I st I still. I, I look back at my dad, and my dad was, while he was a fireman, um, he, he had a couple different careers. Um, and, and the last, he was a groundskeeper for Tom's River Schools for 25 years or so. Um, and when my dad got out of bed in the morning, he wasn't motivated to go to work. He went to work because he needed to make the money to, you know, to raise us. Um, there is very few days that I get out of bed, and I have that attitude, you know? And, and that's the blessing so that's how in you itself. know it's not time to go. It's not time to go yet. Yeah. No, I still have a couple things I want to accomplish. I mean, I know those th that's coming, but yeah. it's not right now. It's not right now. What What do you see here for the academy? What What do you see as a as a future here? What would you like to see? If you had a chance Con to make continue to move forward, uh, right. or I, I I have some really super motivated instructors um, that work with me, and they're coming up with new ideas all the time. And th to me, that is huge. Right. That is huge. Like, there, when when we got the twelve part time guys, um, they have a little bit of a different buy in than some of the, and, and clearly not all of the, but some of the volunteer instructors, um, and they've kind of rejuvenated me. Honestly, I really think that those those guys ha have made me step up my game a little bit. At least I hope they have. That's good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good. Game. Well, everybody kind of works together to to get that accomplished. I mean, it's yeah. you know. And then, uh, it's a good team. The whole fire marshal's office is a good team. You, you guys know? are pretty tight knit. Yeah, yeah. I still get to go out and do investigations. I was just on duty last week. I was the backup guy. I'm, I'm not running really lead investigator, but but four, six, eight times a year, I get to cover backup. So I got I got four or five jobs under my belt with this, this past week, yeah. um, and and I still do some permits and stuff with the office. <coughs> so keep, that keeps you active. Yeah, it keeps you active. Yeah, and and and. Much like the instructors, everybody that works for our office brings a different a different tool to the to the tool bag. You know? Right, right, right. Um, and and <laughs> I think you said it before. We're dysfunctional. Family, oh yeah, yeah. We're but we are. But we are family. We're dysfunctional. Yeah. There's no question about that. Um, I, I I have to ask you, you know, because um, obviously you know what my platform's about, my show's about. Uh -huh. um, any difficult calls for you? And um, reflecting back, how did you feel you processed those calls? There, there's several calls um, throughout my career that have probably bothered me a little bit more than others. Um, it, we had a job in Tom's River where we pulled a guy out and uh, did CPR on him for a while, and he passed. That bothered me for a little bit. Um, a couple motor vehicle accidents where, where 
we were there talking to the person. Yeah. And then you watch them go. Right. And I, and I don't want to mention, you know, what incidents those were, but right, th- right. those were kind of tough on me. Um, and, and a couple other things throughout my career, but. I, and looking back at those incidents, did you, mm-hmm. was there like round table discussions at the firehouse or was it more like you got to, you got to deal with it? Frank, I'm the guy that, um, that when we come back from the call, I, I call it tailboard talks where, you know, I'm never the guy that, that hangs up my gear and walks out the door. I like to sit and bullshit. Sorry. No, you can uh, say <laughs> guys, guys have said much, much worse. <laughs> um, to me, I think that's what works is, is talking to other firefighters mm-hmm. and, and, and just kind of getting it out there. You Simple know? round, round table yeah, discussions. Yeah, yeah. For me, that works. Uh, for getting back on the engine the next day works. Right. You know, doing what I love to do, that's always worked for me. Sure. Um, I don't know that it works for everybody, but it works for me. So I just like being around the big red truck. Me too. Does, does the fire academy do anything for, um, you know, awareness and PTSD for the recruits? Yeah, there's a, there's a whole section on wellness where we talk about, about those things. And yeah, one of, one of them is about, about PTSD right. and, and that it's okay to ask for help. You know, and and that they're not the only person that's ever gone through that before. You're gonna see something in this job that doesn't sit well with you. Right, right. You know, we we see things that most people aren't supposed to see. Oh, absolutely. And, and don't see. Absolutely. So, yeah, and let them know that it's okay to ask for help. That's yeah. that's huge. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Yeah, that's good. It's okay. Right, right. And I'm with you, brother. I'm glad that people are saying that now. I mean, that's that's the push, like to help guys and girls. Like, hey, look, you have to come back and say. Is it bothering you? Yes. Right? Because in years past, we kind of just bottled it up and... Yeah, suck went it about, up. Yeah, went about it. Yeah. And then, you know what happens. Eventually, it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So we try to... For try some to, people, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, we try to avoid that at all costs. So any any memorable incidents for you? Uh, something that really sticks out? Something you're super proud of throughout your career? Probably probably the thing that's most impactful on me um, is not really fire marshal related, but... It, it, when I was in Stafford, um, we did the uh, the Oceans of Love food delivery uh, to a couple families, and uh, when we went to to Tyler Berg's house, okay, um, there was something about him and about that family um, that that touched me personally. I got to know the family really well. Uh, obviously, the fire department. You belong to Stafford now. Right. Uh, the twenty five truck is Tyler's truck. Um, we we got we got to know Tyler pretty well. We spent uh, Christmas morning uh, at Hazelton dressed up as Santa Claus, <laughs> and a bunch of us chipped in and bought the gifts for the family. Oh, nice. And we made sure that the parents and the um, and and the aunt and the grandmother we made sure that we got them something um, because of all the time and effort that they were putting in, you know, to their family. Sure. And we got the kids. Uh, I think they were PlayStation portables or something. We bought for the kids. That all came out of our pocket. The members chose to do that. And we took Tyler's truck over to the house, and we planned on probably spending about 10 or 15 minutes was really the intent. And I think we were there for three or four hours on Christmas Day. Um, I always say this, man, and I'll probably get picked on, but if we haven't figured anything out, man, we, we got that figured out, right? We, we, yeah. we get that. We do. Listen, you know? one of the recruits, I think, outside said it before to you that, that you know, we're the community hub kind of thing. And, and it, it, uh, I think in some towns, the firehouse still is that. Oh, absolutely. Um, what, what, if no one knows what to do, who do they call? They call the fire department. They, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the Tyler was, uh, it was touching to me. Um, I, I think that made me, um, it made me respect my son. And, and probably, I, it's not that I didn't love my son, don't get me wrong. Right. Just um, cherish time. But, but cherish it, made, time. it made me appreciate the time that I spend with my son. Right. Um, because in an instant, it, it makes it me be... spend additional time with my son um and that's that's huge um so it, 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 Tyler gave you that gift yeah yeah and and I also got to uh understand what Christmas was all about again uh in my mind anyway um that was one of the coolest days ever just telling jokes and hanging out with their family and stuff yeah and then going home to our family if you didn't appreciate going home and spending time with your family after that day yeah 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 and I'm still tight with the family, not as tight as we oh, were great. were then. But those were, uh, yeah, those were. That was the greatest, probably my greatest experience. Honestly, was getting to know the. And listen, I I I I told the family, um, at, at at a time when you know that that 
that one of your children isn't going to be with you forever. And I can't even begin to fathom. Me neither. Fathom Me that. neither. No. Um, my gut tells me that I would want to spend as much time with my child without anybody else around. And, and these people open their doors and let total strangers in to hang out with them on a regular basis. You know, um, that made them a little special to me. Sure. I, 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 I'm not a religious person by any means. Um, I have my own beliefs. I think Tyler was probably put here to open our eyes to a couple things. And he clearly did for me, and I know for a bunch of other people. So That's awesome, man. Yeah, it is. It is. That was probably one of my best, uh, my best fire service experience. And the fire service is what brought that to you. Absolutely. And, and, and oceans of love. You know, if it wasn't for them saying, Amazing hey, let's, let's ask the fire departments yeah. to deliver so, this so instead awesome. of us, right. uh, I wouldn't have gotten that gift. Yeah. You know, so that's, yeah, I have a special place in my heart for Oceans of Love. I really do. They do some freaking cool stuff. Yeah. They're good people. And it, and all for the right reasons, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Hey, Chief, I really enjoyed talking to you, man. This was this was a good time. I enjoyed spending time with you, man. And I, it, I, I loved what you did outside with the recruits. Yeah. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for spending the day here, man. Oh, it, was, I, it was very cool. I enjoyed it. And believe me, and, and uh, Ray Ray had just as much fun. And, and getting to talk to the recruits or something, I've never done that before on this show. Okay. So I think it's going to be neat for uh, for our viewers to see kind of the perspective Their of the perspective. recruit. Right? Because we never really did that before. So, And I got to tell you, they, they knocked it out of the park. You know, yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, it was they, pretty cool. They knocked it out of the park. I was, I was, uh, I was surprised. I thought they were going to be a little more um, reserved or set back, and they, they, they killed it. They did good. I think they're at a point now that they're kind of coming into their own. They're starting yeah. to feel good about it now. Right. At least I hope they are. They better be. Oh, they better be. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. Absolutely, Frank. Uh, Chief, thanks so much for coming Frank, on to the show, Frank. Thank you, man. man. I, appreciate I appreciate it very thank much, you, man. Brother. There you go, man. This is uh, episode 19 of Pin the Q podcast. Uh, episode 20 is coming at you. You're not going to want to miss that. That's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, thanks again, bro. Thank you, Frank. Thank you to the uh, County Fire Academy for allowing us to be here today. Um, it's a pleasure. I got to see uh, Sonnefeld, right? <laughs> that's always a pleasure, always an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. That they, whether it was a pleasure or not, I don't know, but it was <laughs> it's, an it's always a pleasure and always an experience. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it's kind of fun, too, you know, getting to talk to him. And uh, he was talking to Ray, all, you know, off camera. And, you know, I know he's enjoying the shit out of watching his son yes he is growing up being a oh, firefighter yeah. i mean i i remember i remember justin I, honestly i remember him this big in yeah. little turnout coat following his dad around coming here on practical days yeah, and, and yeah. with his fake turnout gear on yeah yep. i got some great pictures that i gave jay and nina from here and, and it's that. just cool that you know to see him out there and then you know he's he's looking at these recruits and he's helping them out and i know in the back of his mind he's like you know thinking this could yeah. be my kid you know I, absolutely watching these kids grow and and, yeah. and do well so it, it's it's really good stuff man. i got some great instructors that work with me i really you do. do i'm i'm that's I couldn't ask for any better. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. All right, again, episode 20 coming at you. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. The website is www.pintheq.com. All right, stay safe, be careful, and look out for each other.